Hello and welcome to a new episode of Blood Orange. We are so pretentious. We are Caitlin Christina. We've been friends for 20 years and found the only bit of TV you agree on is Project Runway. So we're going to be watching and breaking down our favorite outfits and fashion catastrophes starting from the very beginning. We hope you'll join in and watch along with us. The sixth season is available on DVD or online and today we'll be talking about season six, episode four. What happened in this episode, Caitlin? It was a very boring episode. I need drama. You know, I maybe it's just because I'm super tired today, but I did get sucked into this episode. I did not take very many notes because I was just like staring while they were working. Into <laughs> uh, this episode being like, where's the drama? When do they start fighting with each other? I'm like so <laughs> over it. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of fighting. And then like prior to us starting to record, like we really should have done a book podcast because we are much more passionate about books at this point. I wonder who had that idea and who refused to have any part of it. <laughs> okay, I don't like being told what to read. And I feel like we would have argued the entire time of what to read. Like, isn't this, a, isn't Prentary's book? It turns. Like, one person picks a book and then the next person picks a book. And no one gets to veto. <laughs> but isn't this Prentary's book, like, the first time we read the same book around the sort of around the same time you finished it but Other then I started maybe the it. terror I think we read the terror pretty close to the same time which was several years after it came out it was not new did did you recommend it to me maybe oh, I, don't I, thought it, I thought it was I found it and then I said something about it and you're like oh my god I love that book yeah it was something like that where like but like it was right around like I had read it recently and then you were reading it I found it at like this thrift store randomly it was like oh ocean or like ocean winter mystery yay <laughs> for the one person who cares that's my favorite book of all time i recommended it to my sister recently and i said i recommended her like half a dozen books and she was like do you have them can i borrow them and i was like i had the terror until last year i gave it to caitlin <laughs> so no you can't borrow and i am obsessed with finding the author and asking him to sign it that's going to be my lifelong goal i wish he would I've heard he's kind of iffy. There's there's lots of negative stories about him. We've talked about this. I'm sure we've talked about this. This isn't a book podcast. <laughs> but anyways, I read another one of his books that weren't that great. So then I was very surprised how good the terror was. I'll the terror is it. so good. The, the show is good, but it's nothing like the book. I think I only watched the first episode. It's good, but it's nothing like the book. It's like the it's like the I it, all the names and the plot are the same, but everything else is different. <laughs> like it, the names and the plot are the same. Like the I yeah, yeah. It's they're all on the they're all on the boat, they get frozen in, and there's a tubak and like that's it. Like I told you, they all speak Inuit. And then I think Silence could talk. I can't, I feel like t- Silence can talk. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> that was the whole thing. That's why her name is Silence. Maybe she couldn't talk. But anyways, a lot of them could speak Inuit. And I was like, that would no. happen. No, that's, none of them could speak it. Cause it was like beneath them. Cause it was, you know, the 1800s. And they were yeah. all very, 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 very racist. <laughs> But anyways, <laughs> um, my first note is it's a friendly reminder that Mitchell got sent home while he was on the winning team. Classic. Yeah. Also, 
what was I, I was thinking something about this. I don't remember. I was so tired when I watched this episode. I don't even remember. <laughs> Why are you so tired? I don't know. Um, but the winner this season gets a trip to Paris, which I don't remember them ever mentioning before. When did you hear that? I didn't hear that. It was at the beginning of the episode. They were like, you know how they run down, they get this much to start a line, and they get this kind of car, and they also get a trip to Paris this year. To do what? I just said a vacation to Paris. I guess to rest after being stressed out by all of them. I know who wins, which I'm sad about, because I really try not to find out who won yeah but at least they don't know who the top top three are so at no least i don't know that yeah be. so at least i don't know that i was but- actually surprised by who went home in this episode because based on how the episode was going i was not who i expected i wrote the same thing i know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about um so heidi comes out and it's a client challenge so they have to design for client um and then tim gunn is waiting for them in the workroom with and Heidi says it's 13 women who know what they want, which is not true. Not oh, all yeah. of them know what they several, want. Several of them don't know what they want. And most of them seem pretty worried as yes. the episode goes on. Um, then it turns out it's all of their models. So they're designing for their own model, not other models. And then they have to design the look for the in- industry party, which they never go to, which I thought, I was like, where's the industry party? Because nobody challenges, like, they go to the party. Yeah. And they get voted on. Maybe that's a season one thing. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. No, they never showed them going to the party. Just they need a dress for an industry event. And this is their first one day challenge. I remember what my thought was about Mitchell. It took until getting here because this is the first one day challenge. He was late in the first three episodes. He could not get anything finished and they were all apparently two day challenges. Mm-hmm. And he still could not get anything finished. That's what it was. I was like, how is it? How was he that inept on the two day challenges? They hadn't even gotten to a one day challenge yet. Remember last week's episode when we looked him up? It sounded like he he's not even want to be on the show he's not a designer i don't understand why he was there i think they just other than personality other he must have like an uncle that's a producer or something like that's the only explanation yeah a producer on the show or like a staff member who like does the casting was like oh i know this guy he'd be good he'd be good he wasn't good no and he wasn't even good tv it's not like he maybe if he fought with everyone yeah I could see why he was cast. If he was like a Stantino, yeah, I get it. But no, he was he was a very friendly, boring little little person, little man who couldn't sew. Who couldn't sew? Um. So I said some models are super pitying. Others have no clue or care what they get. Um. That's why I was saying I don't get why the thirteen women comment about they know what they want. I think it was just Heidi's a model who knows what she wants, so she assumed the other models know what they want. <laughs> Yeah, but she's been in the business forever. I think some of these models are like, I don't want to step on toes. Which is, I would imagine, is a thing. In general, most Nobody of them Morgan. say they wanted something simple because they didn't want something that would like pigeonhole them to a specific genre or specific like type of clothes. Like they yeah. wanted to be able to be seen as versatile. Yeah, some, one of the models, I don't remember who's model was said that i don't want to look commercial i don't look like i could do something other than commercial um and then i said i have a feeling that everson is in 
troubled as child because they're really focusing on him they focused on him a lot and they focused on logan a lot so i figured between the two of them one of them was going to be going home <laughs> yeah so i figured either he's going to be awful at this point i thought awful because he's looking for orange and i who wants an orange dress i don't know what that girl was thinking and then he wanted um, tiger stripes apparently <laughs> so i was like and then after he didn't pick the orange i was like and they still were focused on it. I was like, he's either going to be the top or the bottom. And one of the contestants even said that in the talking head. They said that, yeah, either he's doing the kind of dress that either the judges will love or they'll hate. Someone said that, yeah. But also he started telling his life story and he, like, it recorded him crying, like, talking on the phone yeah. with his family. And, like, there was, like, a single tear while he was sewing, thinking about <laughs> his family. <laughs> and I was like, I think he might be going home we've said this before usually the second you talk about yourself in depth and about your family so maybe he broke the curse maybe maybe spoiler you know alert I, he doesn't go home i was gonna say no spoilers but yeah she spoiled it yeah he broke the curse he doesn't go home you just said maybe he breaks the curse so i assume that that was he doesn't go home anyway yeah, i was trying to entice the listener to listen to the end no one's listening to us. <laughs> uh, and then I wrote, Louise is sad. People are going home. I guess it's starting to really feel like it's real. Maybe because they started to form more guess, relationships with each other. Maybe someone says, oh, you think 13 sounds like a lot of people. And then you look around and it's like the room's getting emptier. <laughs> yeah, 13 does seem a lot. But the runway look was manageable this time. It was man. It was. It felt a little long, but it was a little. It was more manageable. Like in the, because like we could play it in the beginning of each season. It's like, oh my god, there's so many people, and having to like remember all their names and how to spell all their names. Are we up to where Tim visits? Because I full on forgot what Christopher's name was, and I had to just leave a blank for like half the episode before it finally said his name. I could go back and fill it in. Um. Yes. So yeah, Louise is sad they're going home. Christopher, which I totally forgot his name at one point too, <laughs> says, "Oh, it feels real. It feels real. People are going home." And then Tim Gunn comes in, and Athena kept calling it a cigarette jacket. And Tim <laughs> What's goes, a what? cigarette jacket? <laughs> you mean a smoky jacket? And it was not a smoky jacket. I'm, apparently, that was her goal, and he told her it has wow factor potential. So he's. And- so- and then he told christopher his was a bold color and christopher was afraid tim was going to tell him that it looks like that she's going to look like a salad she did look like a salad and i said that green is a choice huh i said i wrote that green is a choice i didn't hate it i stood out oh no of all of them i didn't hate it um epperson he told was chic and innovative crystal he said it looks messy like she's been rolling around in bed <laughs> logan says he's worried that his looks gonna look like a smurf prom dress and tim gunn says don't use that word again don't put that in the judge's head <laughs> yeah i wrote emerson explaining what his model wanted i said flowy romantic strong punk tiger is a great band name <laughs> <laughs> gonna have to start that band 
and then I said, yeah, look, and it does look like a Smurf prom, prom dress. It looks awful. I'm scared for you. And I said, there's a whole lot of ugly going around, but I have to remember it's the early 2000s. <laughs> That's true. Um, he tells Kara, Carol Hannah that she's robbing her model of her use. <laughs> yeah. And then I said, end of the workday. And it's the, it's the end of the workday the next day and I was like Logan is looking like a damn snack in his silver pants and silver shoes I forgot how hot he was um I think last week you still didn't know who he was <laughs> I know now I know now I ain't forgetting his it. name I ain't forgetting his name Mm-mm. um at the end of day one Crystal starts over entirely and they have a model fitting and some of those models look terrified like they looked so nervous when the outfits were being put on them like, yeah like Sharin's model because she was explaining like you don't know construction so you can't like visualize it but like it's gonna work it's gonna work and it doesn't first she tells the diary room like but she trusts me I hope she trusts me know. <laughs> 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 and then they're all still sewing. I said they have two hours before runway and everyone is sewing. Yeah. Is that typical? Really? There's usually a couple, but not everyone. Oh, it's the first one day challenge. Oh, that's true. Well, They're not used to it. They're not used to it. Um, and then was... we had one talking head from the model. What? There was one model who gave the talking head. I don't remember who it was, but she had a talking head. She was able to speak on like oh there was the, yeah there was one room. one model in the diary room wasn't there yes i don't remember which one it was either i don't either <laughs> no wonder they stopped talking to the models we ignored them yeah um there's a lot of emphasis at this point about how logan's dress doesn't fit in with the rest of the looks in the room his is the one that stands out the most i don't think it was the ugliest but I didn't think it was the ugliest but like several different people kind of or like especially he I think it's him mostly but like it's sort of commented on that like he looks around the room and no one else is doing anything like as specific like as genre as his is yeah and I agree he says that his model wanted 50s punk Marilyn Manson (laughs) yeah he said that she had a very particular aesthetic that yeah. I wasn't used to. I would, I even though I hate Marilyn Manson, that sounds like a very interesting look. It had potential. If he had time, I would have loved to see the nineteen fifties Marilyn Manson look. Well, they kind of they talked about it on the runway that he should have just like scrapped the skirt that he did and made it like a pencil skirt, and it would have been better. It probably the right. It would have been better. I think he should have added long black tool under it. That would have made it very eighties. <laughs> I think it would have been fun. But anyways, I'm at runway. I don't have anything yeah. in between. Do you? No, no, I'm at runway. We've got all new judges this episode. Mark Bauer, Zoe Glasner, and Jennifer Raid. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. And I'm sure they're all like trying to shit their pants. They they were, I thought they were judges were like, for the fact that we had no drama this episode, the judges were particularly vicious. Yeah, times. I have a comment later on. I was like, these judges are fucking harsh, man. They are. I was surprised because usually, like, there's jokes about Michael Kors and Nina Garcia being, like, really harsh. And now we've got guest judges that are, like, meaner than I've seen them be up to this point. They want to be on the reboot if, if it ever happens. They're like, we want to be in the reboot. Um, 
they didn't want their their comments cut yeah um crystal was first i said i don't hate it but it's really simple i kind of wanted to see how her other dress would have turned out yeah it was cute it was simple it was a little black dress there was nothing wrong with it she looked good in it she looked great in it um and nicholas is next i said i like the color and high neck but the bust looks really weird yeah i put that too the top looked really stiff it like moved with her weird it didn't love it um irene is next i said this is so 2008 i can't i can't (laughs) i thought it was cute i liked the the zigzag pattern on the dress i really wish she had taken the vest off i wanted to see it without the vest the vest was pretty awful it was ugly um yeah what did you think um i thought the color of it was so much better on the runway than it was in the workroom and that it looked really cool on the runway i didn't like it in the workroom <laughs> i said it looks really comfy i would wear it it, it was it almost like a it was like a long sleeve t-shirt dress or something but it had like an interesting braiding on the front kind of weaving on the front it looks comfy it was um, cute Sharina's next i said the color is really pretty and the detail in the back and the front were really cool i liked it i liked her yeah. dress i, I thought it was I, fun same thing great color great back it was a very 2008 dress but not in like a, a horrifying way like no i, I could see someone wearing that now and it's still being fine yeah they would not stand out as like dated um logan's next i said it's not anywhere near as ugly as i assumed it would be um uh, it works on the model it, it does work worse. on the model like the model looks comfortable in it she looks happy with it um it is very promish, so I understand why he was worried. It does look like prom for sure, but it wasn't terrible. Yeah, it wasn't terrible. Um, Christopher Snooks said, I hate everything about this weird salad dress. I hope the judges comment on it and I didn't get it. I really wanted it. They did he not. even I, pleaded it look like lettuce. I mean, I thought it was unique. Um, the color stood out for sure. It was the only one up there that there was that shade of green. And I thought like he kind of like mirrored the pleating on the bottom on the top, which was kind of unique. I I didn't hate it. <laughs> it looks like I think you're the one that sent me that TikTok from that one designer from the Paris uh, Fashion Week and like the where dresses the were like dress upside, upside down. down. Yeah, that's immediately what I thought. <laughs> yeah, I mean it has that look where like the top of it was like mirroring the bottom of it, and I didn't hate it. I definitely wasn't a going home dress, but I just, I wanted, I really wanted Michael Kors to make fun of it, but unfortunately he wasn't in this episode and he wasn't in the bottom, so, or the top, but yeah. I would have loved the Michael Kors comment on that dress. I do like the part of the season where we get comments on every look. Yeah. I like hearing what they think about everyone. Me too. And yeah, yeah, I think that's why another reason we get so annoyed by like the long list, like all the notes we have to take, and we don't get to hear what they say about every look. Um, Epperson. Epperson. Next, I said I really like it. It's a hot girl. It's a hot girl dress. I really like the front, but I had a lot of questions about the back because it looks like it's tied accidentally like that. Like they. Like it has lots of straps in the back and they weren't sure how to tie it. And so like, it just ends up like, I'll just do it like that. Okay, it's on. 
I wish he originally had the straps long. I wish he kept it that way. I think that would have been really cool. But it was a good dress. It looked good on her. It looked great with her hair. It looked very good on her. It just looked like the kind of thing like you buy online and it has lots of straps and you're not sure how to tie it. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> I see I see what you're saying. Um, Johnny Snacks said, I really love the color because it's purple. That's all I could say about it. And then I said, it looks like a homecoming dress. I hate I- it. I feel like this was the worst look. It was very wrinkled and very bulky. It probably was the worst look. But like I was thinking as I was saying super wrinkled and bulky, I was thinking in my head, Caitlin's going to like the color. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's purple. But I said also it it made her look really, really young and not in a good way. And I said it looked like she's barely old enough to go to this event. I hated it. I the really judge- think this should have gone home. The judges said it looked like a um, bridesmaid dress. It did. It looked like a homecoming or an early 2000s bridesmaid dress. It was not good. It was not, it was not good. anything special. It was, bleh, I should have gone home. I think one of the judges said it was wearable. <laughs> oh yeah, they said it's wearable, but not in a good way. Yeah. Um, Athena's next. And I actually said, I love the idea, but the execution looked really bad to me. Yeah, I really it was badly sewn. I was shocked when they loved it. I really wanted to like this look and I didn't. It looked whatever if it was a two-day challenge, it would have looked good, but she couldn't she could not execute this in one day. Like whatever fabric she used for the top, it was like too clingy compared to the other fabric. And then like the skirt or shorts, I couldn't even tell, like looked weird and bulky, like bubble shorts or something. And like I don't. I wanted so badly to like I, that. When she described the cosmic to Tim Gunn, I was like, that's going to be my favorite look. But it, no. Yeah, no. No. It looked very, very cheap. And she even mentioned, she's like, I'm so glad there's no pins in it. <laughs> I guess she somewhat finished it then. Um, I think least, someone else in the workroom oh. says something about it. Her look would look better if she'd stapled it on the model. Someone says something about it, like that, that it's so awful. It would have looked better if she just stapled it on. Yeah, the earlier seasons, they were very more lenient to like bad sewing because later on they start to do it where they look up close. Yeah. That's when Tim Gunn is part of the. I think that's not, a better way to do it too. Yeah, it's one Tim, it's one Tim Gunn's not a judge, but he, he sits at the runway and then he yeah. advocates for them. But uh, that's when they look at the top and and lower people's looks up close and I think hers would have been ripped apart but um Louise's next I said it's a cool neckline I wish it was in a fun color I said the same thing I was like it's all right but I wish she'd made it in the red that her model wanted if she'd done it in red it would have been like perfect yeah like this red right here like a really fun bright red absolutely and it would have looked great to her model. It's I I think it was part of her didn't understand like an African American skin tone. I don't know. She yeah, because her model wanted it red, and she was like, "Oh, I don't think red is right for like a model industry event or whatever." Like, no, that's perfect. That would have been so good in red. Like the go-to colors in dresses are black and red. It's black, white, or red. That's like what people wear. But anyways. Ramon is next and I said honestly I love it I could totally see Carrie from Sex and City wearing it because she wore something very similar the flower 
is so hilariously giant like it's got the biggest I honestly loved it I loved the color I loved the giant ass flower that would have gotten attention it was cute it was feminine it was young in a good way I was my favorite it wasn't like it wasn't badly made or anything but my reaction was to laugh like I did laugh when she came out I'm shocked it wasn't the top I was I'm shocked it was my favorite look and then Carol Hannah, I said, her poor model looks like she can't see through her hair. It's really boring. And it also looks like she has a tail with that weird random fabric in the back. Yes. I said, that, like, I was like, she has a tail. <laughs> I said the same thing. I was I like, I don't this love look. it. The I back looks no, like a tail. I have no idea why this was, was it third, second place? It was awful. It was second place, yeah. So our top was Carol Hannah, Althea, and Epperson. And bottom was Johnny, Crystal, and Logan. Johnny should have got home. I don't understand the judging. It's I don't understand the judging this episode. Okay, we their judges we're not familiar with, but I I do think they got some stuff wrong. Yeah, I said I'm really surprised I love Carol Hannah's dress so much. I was shocked, and I said they are very very harsh with everything. And I said the only thing I agree with them is that Epperson was the top three. Yeah, he deserved top three. The, they were like really nasty. I don't remember whose was it Johnny's model they talked to that she said that she really liked the dress that he made, that it was what she wanted. And one of the judges, I think it was Jennifer Raid, said, Yeah, but you're not a designer, thank God. Like, oh, it was Crystal's. It was Crystal's model. Was it Crystal's said, model? It was Crystal's model because she said, I really like a dress. I feel comfortable in it, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, thank God you're not the designer. And she's like, okay. Like, it was just so like, okay. I get that you're there to judge the clothes, but to be that nasty to the model was so unnecessary. Yeah, she's just saying she likes what she's wearing. Is yeah. that a crime? No, she got like, she what was made like she was saying that like this is what I want it's her that's what you're asking her if that was what she wanted she's saying that is what she wanted a thousand times I would rather wear Crystal's dress than Johnny's oh for Johnny's dress I would be fucking embarrassed to be in and they even say the only good thing about this look is the purse yeah that he got off the wall it looked oh I think it was Christopher said his dress looked like he stomped on it a couple times Ooh. earlier when when john when christopher was doing that thing where he's saying epperson's either looks gonna either be loved or hate he even said like johnny's look looks like he stomped on it his was awful i really and then he was so rude to his model because she was like more cleavage and he started to cut he's like not that much cleavage she's like he was like I'm, he said something like i don't tell you how to model yeah he said like, actually the, i guess i do yeah he's like i'm the designer you don't tell me how to do this you're the model i don't tell you to model and then she gave him a look he's like wait i do tell you and then they laughed but i was yeah. like you're so rude and that dress is so ugly it was an ugly dress the other thing that the, it was actually heidi that said it and i understand where she's coming from but it doesn't make the comment any better was oh, she boobs. says well, she says that, but no, she says that I don't remember who or it might be crystals that that it makes her look the model look ten years older, and in model years the our model years are like dog years, 
And I like, it's such a toxic statement to make to all these young models. Like I was just like, no, why would you say that? Like I get a model and you have to like be really conscious of looking young, but like you don't need to like contribute to that in a younger generation. I don't think any of these looked aged them older. I think some of these looks made them look young. Yeah, the one I don't even I can't remember who it was that, that she was saying looked so old in her look, but I I it it didn't like it was not. If anything, Carol Hannah made them look old, like what Tim Gunn was saying. Yeah, it made I would, her look not like, like that one. I don't like it. I didn't like hers at all because it made her look older in the sense like if she put on a blazer, it looked like she was going to work. For sure, yeah, and that's why I think it made her look older, but. And then, yeah, the weird boob comment. Her boobs looked fine. She was saying, yeah, she said something about, like, oh, maybe it's because I've been working as a Victoria's Secret model for too long or whatever. But, yeah, she doesn't like that I said the model doesn't have enough boob for that. No, it was they weren't perky. That's what she said. I'm used to them being perky, but because I've been Victoria's Secret for so long. And then, um, was it Michael Rowan? I know it's Rowan, but I can't remember. Bauer. Mark Mark Bauer. Or Mark Bauer. I make the words <laughs> together. Um, he said, no, they're fine. Yeah, he was like, I got no issue with that. Her boobs looked fine in her dress. Yeah. I thought that was rude. I was like, oh my God. The judges were really nasty this episode. And it was it was kind of weird that they were nasty about the models more than they were about the designers. Like they were very hard on the models this episode. Yeah, like Nina and Michael Kors are mean but they have a way of saying it that's like funny but not like super harsh like it's so cutthroat they like these they do like so... they tend to do like silly comparisons rather than being like you look so old like you're dying on the runway or something like yeah. they, they they make it like funny yeah like but... they michael kors would have called that dress like a salad that's something he would have said <laughs> Yeah, it was a salad. It was a salad dress with croutons, with the straps, with the croutons. Um, <laughs> That's the next unconventional challenge. We haven't had one this season, have we? No, we have not. Ooh. They've been very lucky this season. This is their. This is the third episode. Fourth episode. Oh, fourth episode. Oh, yeah, you're right. Because I actually had to listen to our old recording to figure out where we were. Because Tubi <laughs> has a really bad description. So I'm like, I don't know where we yeah, are. I could- I had to go to our chat and find the last episode, you, the last podcast you sent me, so I could because I said what episode it was. <laughs> yeah, exactly what I did because I have the Zoom account, so I logged in and watched the first <laughs> couple seconds of it and figured out what episode we were on. Because like they described last season, the designers have to design an element. So I was like, they didn't do that. They didn't do that. Yeah, it was something about like. It was weird, yeah. Yeah, I don't have it open anymore. I was like, I don't know where I am. I don't know what I'm doing. So like, (laughs) I had to like look it up. But anyways, Athena wins. Shot. Athena wins. Yeah. Uh, She has immunity for the next challenge. And then, so Sally Crystal goes home. I said I liked Crystal, but if I had to choose between her and Logan, I would rather have Logan. I'm more interested to see what he brings forward, but I'd rather have Johnny gone home. I feel like he's a one-trick pony, and he's, yeah, there's, he has no winning potential. 
I do agree. I was sure after watching the episode when Epperson was in the top, I was like, it means Logan goes home. And so I was really surprised that it was Crystal. I did not expect it. And I'm really annoyed that she's going home when I have finally figured out how to spell her name. I stopped even trying. I just spelled Crystal. <laughs> I finally got it in this one. Like the very first time I wrote it, I still wrote it wrong. I was like, no, that's not it. So throughout this episode, I wrote it so many times that I finally figured out how to spell it. And now she went home. No one sees my notes but me. So I'm just like, I'm going to spell everyone's name the way I want to. Like, I'm, pretty sure, to read them. I'm pretty sure I, I write Shireen's name wrong but I write it in the way where I know how to say it <laughs> I know how to spell it because there is a song I really like called Shireen and so I know how to spell it who sings it? Jens Lakeman who? He's, a, he's a Swedish singer um, did you look up what Crystal's doing? because I didn't I did so Crystal Frazier had a line in 2020, but now her website domain is for sale. A few months ago, she listed some designs on sale on Instagram, and there's a post about her planning a spring 2023 line. So I went on archive.org, and in January 2019, her website was still up, and her description said she creates custom pieces with high-end fabrics tailored by height and size for plus consumers. She aims to eliminate the negative stereotypes that linger among the plus fashion world. She's worked with um, Sean by Sean Combs, Allison Livia, and Victoria's Secret. And she's currently a full-time caregiver for her mom who had a stroke in 2021. That's sad, but also she sounds very successful. So good for her. It sounds like for the most part, she has stayed working in fashion at least up until the pandemic. Which makes sense. Yeah. I mean, the pandemic ruined everything for everybody, especially if you were working in like the restaurant industry, the art industry, or did anything like that, or like nobody. Yeah, I imagine fashion was real hard without any fashion shows. I mean, oh, didn't yeah. they do like like puppet fashion shows and stuff? Like people trying to come up with different ways to do it. I don't remember. God, shows damn. without audiences. It's so insane. It feels like the pandemic. It's still the pandemic, but luckily the COVID numbers are like severely decreased, at least in our area. Yeah. Um, but it's just insane to think how crazy it was. And it feels like a million years ago. It, it was only two years ago. It was three years ago. Well, it's it about started three, three years. years ago. Yeah. Well, I meant, okay. So <laughs> when lock, lockdown happened in March. Yeah. So it's, it's February. So yeah, it's. But God, I just, I just remember one day being at work and then everyone freaking out about it. And then the next thing you know, take your computer home <laughs> and go to work from home. And I didn't know what to do. And before, I got very busy after like two weeks, but like those first two weeks when everyone was trying to figure out what the fuck to do. I was playing a lot. That's what I got the internet archive because you showed it to me. <laughs> and I was playing a lot From of video games, games and organ trails and all that stuff um, and puzzles and uh, solitaire. I love solitaire. I got really good at it. <laughs> See, I remember very early in 2020 going to a concert that you did not go to. I did invite you to it. You didn't come. What was it? And it was... It was a 90s throwback show. It was Oh, I remember weeks. that. I was like, no, I think you invited me last minute too. I was like, no, no I didn't. Going. It was weeks in advance. I invited you before I bought the tickets. Because <laughs> I was going to buy you a ticket. I bought everyone else's because I got them on Groupon. Anyway, 
Um, I probably was lazy. That was like the last major big. I haven't been to a concert since, and I'm not sure I would go to another club show like that. <laughs> It'd be very uncomfortable to go. I to. was freaking out about the lockdown because people were talking about it, and I was supposed to see Rage Against the Street finally. Um, I my like I told you my huge regret for the early 2000s was not going to see Rage Against the Machine, and I finally I bought the tickets like our concert was only a few weeks away and I was like please don't do lockdown please wait to the end of March <laughs> so I could go to the show it's canceled gets rescheduled that's fine kept the tickets because I was like that's fine I'll hold it on I'll hold on to them I'm I'm I'll hold it all in the long run gets rescheduled again I was like that's fine I they gave the option of refund which I appreciated but I was like nope I'm fine I'm fine with my tickets. I'll wait and wait. Finally, it's it was supposed to be in April of this year. Zach Delaranis hurt himself so badly when he first started, when they finally resumed their tour, he hurts himself and canceled the whole show. I was well next so time they'll, they'll they're they'll never be... gonna tour again. You don't think so? They're already in like their late fifties or something like that. Fingers and crossed. He Could like happen. hurt. He hurt himself pretty badly. Like he hurt his ankle really bad. And I'm like, it's never gonna happen. And no. it will always be a regret of mine. But I tried. I this, had tickets. I had them. The same thing happened with Celine Dion, where she was supposed to be on tour right at the right when lockdown first started. And it was delayed and delayed and delayed. And finally, a couple months ago, it came out that she, she has a probably severe illness. Yeah, she has a severe illness. Like an autoimmune disease where like she might never perform again. It sounds like a disease that's going to kill her because it's like it like what is it? It like mutes her body or something like that, right? Yeah, it's I don't remember what it was called. But yeah, it's I mean, she has an advantage that she has. A lot of money and probably the best doctors in the world, which is a bigger advantage than the average person, which is like the life expectancy is like the average person. She's going to be on the long end. Isn't she one of like the richest entertainers? Probably. Yeah. She she took in that Vegas money for a long time. People made fun of her for it and she's like, (laughs) <laughs> make fun of me now look at this money yeah she made a ton of money doing it. and not a she lot has, of people do vegas she has like literal <laughs> warehouses full of designer shoes so you figure that's millions of dollars just in that seriously uh, one of my dying wishes would be just to have a lunch with her she seems so wackadoo in a good way so funny every time i run across an interview with her i have like forgotten how funny she is and then i watch the interview i'm like she's so funny such a wackadoo i would just be like take me to dinner dinner." (laughs) i like if i became famous tomorrow one of my first things would be i would want to meet dolly parton be like take me to the tour of dolly world and i would call selena and be like hey I just got nominated for a Grammy or an Oscar. <laughs> for whatever reason, I'm famous. Will you have dinner with me? Just hope. It's like, no. People know my name. I'm not a weirdo. Have dinner with me. Did you know, I heard a thing randomly the other day that apparently Dolly Parton was a silent producer on Buffy. 
She is. She was. Sarah Jessica. Go figure. Sarah Jessica Parker just confirmed it finally. Yeah, it's, that's probably the video. So. Yeah, that that's been going around for a long time, but everyone kind of basically knew it. But then Sarah Jessica Parker just that's Sarah Jessica Parker, Sarah Michelle Geller. I know just what you meant. <laughs> Yeah, <clears throat> they have the Sarahs of three names. It's, it's easy to confuse them. And they're both like 90s and 2000 icons. So I was, before we started recording, I had started watching Sarah Michelle Geller was just on the Graham Norton show last week or this week. Oh, yeah. She's got a new Paramount show that sounds like really stupid, but hopefully people watch it because I like her. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The interview, I've seen a couple of clips of it and it looks really funny. So. Most Graham Martin interviews are. But she talks about that she loves when people reference Buffy. She just wishes they could leave the dates out when they reference it. Why? Because she doesn't want to be reminded that it's like 25 years old. Oh my God. So she doesn't need her age attached to how long ago Buffy was. I know. Who was? Oh, it was that interview. I was reading an interview about Brendan Fraser where. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. interviewed her. I didn't realize how close they were. No, I don't know. Yeah, they're like the three of them are like best friends. Really? Yeah. And um, Freddie Prince Jr. was interviewing him and they were talking about it about how like Freddie Prince really reached out to him during like his uh, Brendan Fraser's decline and, and also how like excited he is that he's doing so well right now and he's getting the recognition that he deserves and always deserved and he's like their kids are all close and stuff like that that's cool and I didn't know that Brendan Fraser's child is autistic I learned that in that interview too he's I think it's his oldest one of his sons I don't know I'm not gonna name him because I don't know enough to yeah I did not even know that Brennan Frazier had kids to be honest with you like I've never looked into his personal life I think he has two sons I know for a fact it's two sons there might be more but I think it's two and I don't know Can how many kids Sarah Michelle Geller Freddie Prince Jr. have I think they have two but I don't know something like that yeah they they're really careful not to let pictures or comments about their kids can you hear that no it got really windy and rainy all of the sudden it's so loud maybe quiet no, I can't hear it. It's sunny here. Is it? Yeah. It was, it was like rainy really... this morning. Oh, it was like very sudden. Oh, let me finish this because I was going to tell you a story. Okay. <laughs> I was in Sacramento recently and I was going to tell you about it. Why don't you hit me up? I wasn't there very long. Um, <laughs> I'll explain in a second. It's not for the podcast. This has been another episode of Blood Orange. We are so pretentious. You can hear us on all podcast platforms. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Blood Orange Wasp. We'll be back next week with season six, episode five.